Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez, were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... The new year is a chance for a fresh start, a time where you feel renewed and ready to tackle another year. On January 1st, 1991, a young mother had that chance ripped away from her when a mysterious fire started in her home. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Christina and Carl Carlson met when he was serving as a cadet in the Air Force, stationed in North Dakota, and she was already married to another serviceman. Unable to deny their attraction to one another, Christina ended her marriage and started a new life with Carl. The pair soon welcomed three children into their lives and settled in New York, where Carl began to work at a local stone quarry. Though it seemed like everything was going perfectly for the new family, money was extremely tight. So when Christina's father, Art, offered his son-in-law a job at his sheet metal business, Carl agreed, packed up the family, and moved to Murphy's, California in the late 1980s. Living in a rented-out, reportedly, quote, run-down, home in the deep woods offered to them by Art, Christina began working hard to make sure the place was cozy and that her kids were happy. Taking them on woodland walks to collect leaves, 
and out for treats when she could, while Christina seemed to be thriving in her role as a mother, her marriage began showing cracks and fissures. Described by Christina's sister as controlling, Carl allegedly made comments about her weight and slowly began destroying his wife's self-esteem. Then things started to get violent, one slamming into her so hard that she flew across the room. But when anyone suggested that she leave the marriage, Christina would say that she wanted her children to grow up with both of their parents inside their home. A decision that unknowingly cost Christina Carlson her life. On New Year's Day in 1991, the Carlson family sat around enjoying a relaxing day at home, when suddenly a fire broke out in their small California home. According to the couple's six-year-old daughter, just before the blaze ignited, she remembered her father taking their Christmas tree out onto the driveway and lighting it on fire in front of the kids because he wanted them to see, quote, how quick a house could burn. Seeing that firsthand now, the children were woken from their nap by the sound of their mother screaming. Christina was, at the time, taking a bath, and as the fire grew, she found herself trapped inside of the bathroom. With only one window inside that small room, one that happened to be boarded up with plywood just a few days before, there was absolutely nothing that Christina Carlson could do, and she sat helpless as Carl gathered up his daughters, put them in his pickup truck, and went back inside to get his son. Once all three children were safely inside, they watched as, according to their own statements, their father kind of stood around watching the home get engulfed by flames with his wife still inside. Christina, once the first responders arrived and managed to make it to that bathroom, was found dead of smoke inhalation. Speaking with Carl soon after the devastating discovery, the grieving husband told officials that the fire might have started because of a fallen utility light. With their examination determining that the origin of the fire was directly outside the bathroom where Christina was, they noticed the boarded-up window and the telltale odor of kerosene. When pointing to the window, Carl claimed that he placed the wood there until he had enough money to fix the broken pane. And when asked about the kerosene, he claimed that they used to heat the home and that, days earlier, some of it had spilled and seeped into the carpet. Though the investigators clearly saw the red flags, there really wasn't much that they could do at the time. So, continuing to work the case with their suspicions noted, Christina's body was taken in for autopsy where the physician, though finding soot in her lungs, found no evidence indicating that she was injured or incapacitated prior to the fire. Unable to determine if the death was accident or homicide, things got a lot more complicated when, just a day after the death of his wife, Carl shocked friends family, and the authorities by announcing that he was packing up his children, Aaron, Katie, and Levi, and moving them to his hometown in Seneca County, New York. Not even staying for the funeral services, nor to pick out her headstone, the family, now suspicious themselves, started working to collect their own evidence against Carl Carlson. However, despite damning evidence, like the fact that Christina's sister remembered him calling his wife a, quote, crispy critter, by March of that year, Christina's death was officially ruled as an accident. Because the fire investigators did not have enough funds to travel to New York and interview Carl, he was able to collect a $215,000 life insurance policy, purchase a plot of land in Varick, New York, 
and raise Belgian draft horses as a hobby. About a year after his wife's tragic death, Carl remarried a woman named Cindy Best. Though things seemed to be going well for the Carlsons, according to his children, their childhood was far from idyllic. With their mother gone, Carl now began taking out his anger on them instead. Beating them and sending them to their rooms so no one could see the damage he did, Carl made sure to lay his hands on them only where it could be covered up and left everyone completely blind to what he was doing behind closed doors. Levi, as the stories go, was his main target. Claiming their father beat his only son with his fists, pipes, shovels, pitchforks, belts, and even an electric cattle prod, Carl would take Levi out into the barn and dole out his many beatings. Things, however, seemed to come to a head in 2008. Living off yet another accidental fire that earned Carl an additional insurance payout and cost the lives of three horses, on November 20th, 2008, 17 years after Christina Carlson died in that California home, Cindy Best made a phone call to 911 and told the dispatchers that there had been a terrible accident on their farm. According to the stories, Carl asked Levi to come to the farm and work on the brakes on one of his trucks. The truck already jacked up when he arrived. Carl instructed his son, who by this point was a young father with two girls of his own, to go under it to work while he and Cindy went to a funeral. When they returned, Cindy made that call reporting that the truck had fallen on her stepson and crushed his chest. From the looks of things, he had likely been dead for hours. It appeared that the Carlsons had suffered yet another tragic accident. But when the news made its way back to Christina's mother and she heard about how Carl had taken out an insurance policy on his adult son, she immediately knew that this was no accident. Thankfully, so did the New York State Police. Finding it all too coincidental that two people close to Carl died in strange accidents and that he walked away with quite a large sum of money both times, police tried to figure out the next step as Carl went off on a lavish spending spree. The case remained at a standstill until 2012, when one of Cindy Best's relatives called the Seneca County Sheriff's Office and suggested that they take another look at Levi's death, claiming Cindy believed her now estranged husband was responsible. On April 9th, 2012, investigators called Cindy, who, incredibly cooperative, was able to help police create a profile of their potential killer. Described as a controlling and emotionally abusive narcissist, Cindy told the police that it was Carl who convinced Levi to get a $700,000 life insurance policy just 17 days before his death, a policy she didn't even know about until after the fact and that Carl had pretty much immediately completely blown through. She also claimed that she hired a private investigator before leaving Carl and found out that he had secretly taken out a policy on her as well. Worried that she would be his next victim, she was sure that he was somehow responsible for not just Levi's death, but Christina's as well. Now certain that there was something nefarious happening, police asked Cindy to wear a wire and meet up with Carl. She agreed, and though he never outright admitted to killing his son, he told Cindy that he, quote, took advantage of an opportunity. That was enough to allow police to bring him in for questioning, and after denying any involvement, 
he eventually confessed to getting into the vehicle while it was still on the jack and caused it to fall down on top of his son. Saying it was still an accident, he claimed he blamed himself for the death, but wasn't so held down by his grief that he didn't cash out on that policy. They also found out through some digging that he had taken out multiple policies totaling about $350,000 apiece on his two young granddaughters, girls who were only four and six years old. Not buying his claims, Carl Carlson was arrested and charged with second-degree murder. He pleaded guilty in November of 2013 and was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison for Levi's murder. After securing the conviction, investigators in California took a fresh look at Christina Carlson's case and, determining that the fire was started deliberately, in February of 2020, Carl was found guilty of first-degree murder by arson and sentenced to life without parole. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to a terrible thing happened on January 2nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.